Welcome to Antique Dust Pop-Up Podcasts. Hello and welcome to Antique Dust. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! Yay! So, we have dusted down the 1970s classic TV show, Charlie's Angels. Right, um, right, right, (laughs) right, let's get into this. I know, in fairness, uh, we watched Heart to Heart and that was just delightful, gorgeous and delightful and everything. Loved every minute. And I have fond memories of uh, of Charlie's Angels and in fairness, I can remember as a kid um, being out playing of a, of a weekday evening and then my mum would come to the back door and shout, Charlie's Angels is starting. And, and you would dash him back. scurrying back in to watch Charlie's Angels. I don't quite remember it that way, because I remember it was on. Well, I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah, I, I remember it, it being on and the action sequences and everything like that. And I, I sort of revisited sort of the whole Charlie's Angels fandom when they did the films with Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz, which I really enjoyed. And they were very snappily edited together. But very, very different from... It's very, very... Yeah. 1970s. Incredibly different. Um, I felt the uh, the actors are great. So the episode we watched was the very, very first episode, not the pilot not episode. Not the pilot. Uh, we watched the very first episode that went out, which it's... So you've got Farrah Fawcett... Uh, Farrah Fawcett Majors. Major. Um, you've got Cheryl Ladd and... No, you don't. Oh, is that Cheryl Ladd? No, no, uh, Jonathan. No, you've got Farrah Fawcett Majors. Majors. You've got Jacqueline Smith. Jacqueline Smith. And you've got Kate Jackson. Kate Jackson. Now, we love Kate Jackson because we did Scarecrow Miss King. Kate Jackson, to me, is everything. Because I think she's she's very good. She's like the tomboy one. Um yeah, she's a roughy tufty one. Yeah, with, with uh, Jacqueline sp- Smith is kind of like the sophisticated one that would probably went to a, a finishing school or something. Like, would probably ride horses and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and, um, uh, and then you've got Farrah Fawcett Major as Jill Monroe, and she's the girly one. She's the girly one. She's the girly oh, one. No, silly me! But she's a but, but she's like pretty much a card shark. <laughs> it turns out. Yeah, and. So the epi- this episode is a little... Well, it's like most Charlie's Angels episodes. It starts with a female racing team, um, and one of the female um, racers is killed tragically when a car is pushed into... is is driven into the sidewall and explodes. Yeah. It's full yeah. of explodium. Yeah, yes, it was made of explodium. Yes. And the Charlie's Angels have been brought in because I think there's something not quite right with this... This whole race scenario, there's something, there's something up, and so they ship in uh, Kate Jackson to be the race driver. Where she says, "Oh no, I can't possibly race." Well, she's she's brilliant behind the wheel, obviously, because she's obviously. very studious. Because she used to be a, a, a race a, driver, a race driver, or, or, some, or something, something like that. Um, something like that. Is it Cheryl Ladd gets sent? No, Cheryl Ladd oh. isn't in this. 
She she doesn't she she's she plays well, the other, Fire Force at Major's sister and she replaces her in the second series. Right, okay. Uh, well the the other so one Jacqueline Smith Jacqueline Smith is sent off to talk to the parents right. and, and glean information. And which just that that just seems like a bit of a nonsense bit of a plots where it makes her look sensitive and shit. Yeah, so she's a sensitive one. Uh, and then F- and Farrah Fawcett Majors, Majors, Jill Monroe, goes along with, with, Bosley. with, with Bosley, where Bosley's a travelling religious Person. minister in a caravan. And sh- she is his uh, daughter. Assist- his daughter. His daughter his and his assist- and assistant. assistant. Um, so, basically, Farrah Fawcett Majors and Kate Jackson are the ones that are dealing with... So Jacqueline Smith does turn up... And works over prick tease with one of the bad guys. Language, Timothy. (laughs) Elicits information. Elicits information by promising to date and pretending to get very drunk. Yes. But doesn't, which is basically an ashtray which is full of... (laughs) Full of booze. Full of booze. And uh, it's just... I, I thought I'd be enthralled and where are you enthralled no. I mean I think it has its attributes but I think it was mainly the attributes of the girls and it was just I mean the physical attributes the physical, the physical attributes the plot was was quite holy and not very, not very wholesome and there was there were so many plot holes in in the, in the thing it was entertaining when the girls are together then it was it was very very entertaining and fun and it was a bit frivolous but you can tell it, yeah. it was well, it's not the show that you're going to make as the basis of your PhD really is no it? it's not I wonder if anyone has I mean someone did their PhD on Eurovision so there must be someone somewhere that's doing a PhD on I'm Charlie's, Charlie's Angels the Aaron spelling uh, Charlie's Angels but. It was it was entertaining. Um, it was hugely popular at the time. Hugely it, yeah, it, popular because it was it was cri- it was a female crime fighters that were hot that would normally be there as some sort of eye candy while the boys got roughly tuffly over bonnets and everything like that. But you've got these girls that are girly and yet very wily and crime fightering and they could they know the, know the way around a gun they know the way around a, a car they know how to play the system and but it was a bit of jiggle tv wasn't it it was it was it was it, it was a or tna tv yeah and it just it's a bit dated you can see why they remade it and you can see i have i did watch um the films and i have watched the rebooted film which probably helps back to a little bit more to the original tv series but they did remake the tv series as well and that didn't that only went for one series i did watch a couple of episodes of that and that it it seemed okay but i think it just didn't really capture i don't think they cast it right and it just didn't didn't work and i think the whole tna um tv just, I think it, just, it, it just doesn't have a it does, doesn't doesn't have a place. You know, back in the in the mid seventies when I think Charlie Angel started in seventy six, if I remember correctly, it went for a good few series. And it Charlie's Angel went to nineteen eighty one. Yeah, there were a few seasons, a few cast changes, changes along the way. And uh, Far Fawcett Majors left, and Cheryl Ladd, Cheryl Ladd, yeah, came along. Yeah, and uh, but. I think the last TNA TV that really happened and captured the thing was Baywatch. And I think 
after then it's just died a death um you've got the tumble you can have it just doesn't have that audience anymore and i think that's i think people so men used to watch an ogle and fantasize over the angels but now they've got soft porn on youtube or sort of downloads or an only fans account so they don't really need to create you don't you don't need far faucet jiggling about without a bra on again to Uh, to satisfy that particular itch no and because i think most people in the 70s either had a farrah fawcett major poster or the girls the tennis girls scratching a jacksey on the wall um boys of a certain age and in sheds (laughs) well i certainly certainly didn't i had a butt rogers one (laughs) I think the right was on the wall then. <laughs> so, I like Bat Rogers. <laughs> I didn't have anything in my walls because I wasn't allowed. Well, you're not allowed that. No. no. Uh, why well, would it upset the wallpaper, the flock yeah. wallpaper? Yeah. The 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 blue tack would would die. no, it's a flock wallpaper. <laughs> Cheek. I did not flock wallpaper. So we had, we had wood chip like everyone else. I mean, I think. I, I think it it was of its time. It did have have small amounts of merit, and I think it was did put the it was the original girl power before the whole Spice Girls created girl power because previously females hadn't really been as the protagonist, crime fighty type of person, and I think it yeah. span off a few other series. So you've yeah. so, well, I think in a sense it was you, you probably won't remember this. Um, but I remember watching Police Woman with Angie Dickinson. No, is that a bit like Juliet Bravo, but sexier? Yes, I guess. The, but th- that was that was almost. Like, I think that was really one of the first female cri- American crime fighting uh, TV TV shows, and I, I think Police Woman sort of led the way to Charlie's Angels, and I guess later on it got a bit. More serious, you've got mm. Cagney and Lacey. Um, well, Cagney and Lacey was more of a gritty version, but you had the glamrock and then you had the mumsy one, which was a really good pairing with Cagney and Lacey. I mean, I, but I think the because Cagney and Lacey had had two different Laces, the, the the blonde one, because you had the woman that in the pilot episode, the woman that was uh, hot lips in Mash, she yeah, played that one, Loretta and then Swift. and then there was another. This one. This is Antique which, Dust from the future. The actress who played the second Christine Cagney was Meg Foster. And they recast her um, because she was she was a bit too butch because you had the mumsy one, which was more the sensible shoe one, and you went to have a, sort of the glam one, and she did, didn't really glam up well, so they replaced her with the actress that did take Sharon over. Sharon Glass. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Glass was brilliant in Queer as Folk as the mother. It was, like, virtually unrecognisable, but it is the voice. Which that, was, that's the American version of as folk. Yeah, American, yeah, yeah, which went for five series. But um, but yeah, it's. I think it's definitely of its time and they have tried to remake it, but I think the need and the appetite for that type of show isn't there anymore. And it was a very, very, it was a production, it sounds like a production line. It doesn't sound like, it sounds like all the actors didn't really have a great time on that show. I think they probably did to start with. But um, I think it, was, it, it launched pad a lot of a, yeah. a lot of people. I, mean, I, know that, I know that Kate Jackson was unhappy towards the end of her tenure, and she was effectively fired because she created a 
of fossil and set about really about the poor quality of, of, the, the, scripts. of the scripts. But also, I think she was she was annoyed because she got offered the role for Kramer versus Kramer, a uh, big big movie, which was obviously Oscar winner movie, and she was told that she couldn't do it because her contract didn't allow it. Well, I'm sure Aaron Spelling would have should have allowed allowed it, but I think because she was creating a bit of a stink, that he just said no, sod this, and was nasty. He, he was a big power player because Aaron Spelling he was the creator also of creator of nine hundred two one zero and um, the Love Boat, the Love Boat, and it was it, it, the, Fantasy the, Island. Yeah, and the big all the big the big shows of the time. He was the producer of it, and and his daughter Tori Spelling. She ended up in nine hundred two one zero. Well, she can't really act very well. Well, she couldn't. I think she's a little bit better now. She's had enough, had lessons. <laughs> she's had enough experience. Um, but he sounded like a bit of a nice piece of work. But also, um, sort of uh, Aaron Spelling, he actually cut his daughter, Tori, out of his will. So his nastiness just really... No, it's no bounds. Yeah. I mean, we, no yeah, I mean fortunately, Tori set up her own career in, in her own right. And obviously, she had, obviously had a kick up the arse. Or had held had a push up by having Daddy in the role he was in, but he does sound like he was a bit of a dictator. However, he knew what worked, as in for the for the audience. And he it's because Charlie's Angels is a bit soft porn in some regards. Well, I think that's that's stretching it a little bit. No, I would, but I don't. But it, there was there was a it, bit it, of it, jiggle. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of jiggle, a of jiggle. and it's a, there's a lot lot of suggestion. Um, and the girls, they never actually do anything sort of graphic or anything like that. But what I love, 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 love about the show is the opening title sequence. It Once was, upon a time, there were three little girls who went to the police academy. Yes. And I love that because it, heart to heart, you've got the similar opening sequence where they met, there was murder. And so when you have the love boat, you've got like the opening sequence where they actually with the opening title of the love boat, which is really interesting. This is your purser. So they're treating the audience as a guest on the love boat. So it was the way they set it up was really, really good because you you may never actually watch this episode, this series before. Or again. Can, or again. But you can you can instant you're instantly hooked straight in. There is no like, oh, what's happening here? Oh, don't know. Oh, what's happening here? Because it was a very episodic situation, and it was just a lovely setup. And I think it would be really nice if someone with a with a, a glam TV show had the similar setup along those lines, which is a bit of a nod because I think they they missed the trick with a lot of shows because a lot of these TV shows nowadays you have to watch the first few episodes to know what was going on, but sometimes. Sometimes with the opening title sequence, where you you've got the setup, and it can you can just oh, okay, I know what all this is now, mm-hmm. and you can just go into it and, and and just be sort of have the waves of of the story. Just I always sort of imagined that the the first episode or the, the the pilot episode of Charlie's Angels would actually go into them being recruited, etc. But it doesn't. The part does the even the pilot episode doesn't. Nope, the oh. pilot episode doesn't. It starts with the same opening titles. Oh, and um, and they're already seasoned employees of the Townsend Detective Agency. Ah, right. 
But I, I really quite liked the sort of the, the Kate Jackson sort of flirty gertie with with Charlie. We never actually see Charlie. Um, Charlie is the owner of the Townsend uh, uh, sort of detective agency, and you only see the back of him. But he's always got. So in this episode, yeah. he had lots of glamorous people so, around. So he interacts with the angels purely through a, a speakerphone. speakerphone. Yeah, but you you then um, sometimes see him. In a, he's he's on the phone, but he's in a jacuzzi, or he's getting a massage, or there's always some glamorous glamorous lady in the walking uh, up and down his spine. Yeah, but it, it was it, it, of course it was uh, John Forsyth who was the voice of Charlie. I think he was the voice of the Charlie's Angels film one yes, as well. Yes. So better known as Blake Carrington. Oh, I like the Carrington. Was it Not Slanding? Dynasty. Dynasty. Not Slanding was a spin-off for it. I yes. always get confused with those. The, yeah, the, the Colbys was a spin-off from Dynasty. Right. Not Slanding was one of the spin-offs from Dallas. Oh. Which was the one which... Um, oh, the guy, that, the first guy that died of AIDS, first big celebrity one. He was in one of them, wasn't he? Was that the spin-off? Was he Blake Carrington? I don't know. He, he Tom, oh, he was in... Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson, yeah. He, he didn't play Blake Carrington. Oh, he, well, he was in one of John those... John Forsyth played Blake Carrington. Oh, okay. He was the voice oh, okay. of... Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. But I, wait, who did Rock Hudson play? Because he was, he was in one of those spin-off shows, but he was looking a lot... Very well, he was, he was dying of dying of AIDS. I know, it's very sad, really. But, but yeah, but the, the TV show was... It, it was glam. It was the production. They'd obviously spent money... On the production, but they all started to look probably not a huge amount of money. No, um, but I think that, I mean I think the actors got paid a fair fair chunk of money, especially as the popularity increased. Because Farrah Fawcett Majors, after the first series, wanted to step down, and it was forced to say, "Well, you can, but you're going to do another six episodes over the next two series," which I should see to guest appearances yeah. and things. Um, what did wonder what she did after that? I always get confused because I, I I always thought one of the the people in that was in the Bionic Woman, but it wasn't, was it? No, that was Lindsay Wagner. Yeah, who was who was in the Bionic Woman? Yeah. So, but it's of its time and it was throthy. It was it wasn't not entertaining. It was a little bit wallowy in places and it was a little bit exploitative in other areas. But yeah, it, it's. I don't think I'd, I'd want to watch many more episodes. <laughs> no, I think it would be a. It was an interesting sort of rewatch, but I can't say I would be queuing up to watch much more. No, Charlie's Angels, it's not one really. of those things where you'd want to buy the the, the box DVD and think, "Oh right, let's watch a whole season of this." And it's just no. no. It's like I suppose it's with A Team. It was good at its time and Night Rider. Well, again, there was a, yeah. there was TV shows where you got the setup at the beginning, where yeah. the opening sequence, where you don't actually have to watch the whole lot of it no. to work. Like, and who's I suppose what. the thing to bear in mind really is that back back then in the dark ages when these shows were being made, we didn't have VCRs. You know, they they were you know you'd watch an episode and then the next week you'd watch. The next episode, but you'd forgotten what was in there. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't. There, there's no story arc to no. these, and this, that's very, very calculated mm. because you couldn't have story arcs and programs like this because they would then go into syndication and could be shown in any old order. So you definitely didn't want 
what happens in one episode to refer to what happened in an earlier episode. Um, so, you know, it was very, and it was just, it was bubblegum television. It was just really throwaway stuff. And it was, but it was, it was, it was entertaining. And I think lots of pubescent teenage boys probably really, really sort of likes it because they probably didn't know why they did or because they had sexy ladies. But it, I think it was something where you could, you could talk about and you could share and you could, you could talk about the, the attractiveness. And I think it was the haircut, the Farrah Fawcett major haircut. Well, that, that was the, the it was like the Rachel launched, cut. A, launched a, a whole <laughs> range varied of, of yeah. hair products. Yeah. Girls' worlds across the country were, were, were the far, was, it the, was it the Farrah Flick? The, the Farrah Flick. It was like it was. Farrah it was. Flick. I, mean, I think there's only been so many hairstyles that was it like Farrah Fawcett, and then you've got the Rachel haircut from Friends, um, and I think they're the they're the ones which have been. Oh, and I think you also had what was it Dempsey Mate piece where. Um, where Makepeace had the the blonde bob, which then became the popular thing, and the purdy cut from the Avengers. So uh, you're very knowledgeable about haircuts. I know. This is I'm great. very surprised by that. Yeah. But anyway, but but so we enjoyed. I mean, we enjoyed the episode. There wasn't a lot to. There wasn't much, there wasn't much content. You no, know, there wasn't a lot to think about. In the, it was just opportunities in, to in, jiggle in the, around in and clamber into a car or and, and play roles. I think that was the thing that they, the, the, the every episode was more or less the same. There'd be a crime committed, the angels would go along, and then they would go undercover, and they would be given an opportunity to stretch their acting chops by playing various right. characters. Yeah, which almost was always was the the floozy, the studious one, and the sensitive one, but. Hey-ho. Oh, what I did find interesting in this, so just before we all sign off, is they had Ma from the Goonies in this yeah, episode. And Ramsey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And a very blinking, blinking you miss her. Yeah, blinking you miss her. Uh, she's in there because... But you're definitely recognisable as Anne Ramsey. Or even the voice, because uh, uh, to, to divert attention, one of the angels hugs her husband, who's going to the hotel room, and, she, and, she, and she's. And then you have that classic comedic setup because he's small and he's small, mousy so and then bald and bald. And sort of like fond, sort of he's she's like cuddling him towards the breasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was and like, that was lovely. <laughs> and then, then the wife comes in, you know, like classic, that. and she's big and burly and sort of <laughs> two feet taller than him. And, <laughs> And it was Anne Ramsey. Yeah, she was great. Well, she was on one of her last roles was Throw Mama Off the Train, wasn't yeah. it? With Danny DeVito. That's, that's right. Uh, so, yeah. But <laughs> I think these shows, they did have the star power where they had the guest, the, 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 the star of the day that was that appeared and in them. It was, yeah, yeah very much like, it's like the A Team. Um, because the A Team also had the disguise. They always had Hannibal dressed up as some. Something as like peeling off a moustache or something like that. Yeah. He always the star of that. I always remember there was an 18 episode with Boy George in it. There certainly was. I remember that very, very clearly. And I, re- I read his biography, and it was quite interesting that he was, he was on, he was. I think he was either drying out or he was on the the wane of drugs or something like that. And he can he can barely remember it. But what you can remember, he turned up, did the job that he needed to do, um, and. 
you just said there was so much backfighting. It was so much. It was more bitchy queening happening between B. A. Uh, Hannibal and uh, um, oh, George Peppard, and oh, what was the one that was in? Oh gosh, um, Battlestar Galactica. I played Dirk, Starbuck. Dirk, um, Dirk Benedict. Yes, I was going to say Dirk Bogart. <laughs> that, that, that no, would have been. No, I don't think he was at eighteen. Didn't yeah. he? Did a guest star. No. No. <laughs> Is he the one that went down in a hospital trolley? Downstairs, no. <laughs> was he avoiding the cannon, mate, which was shooting shooting cabbages or something? We should do an eight, we should do an eighteen episode. I suspect, I suspect we shall. So anyway, if anyone else has any lovely insights towards Charlie's Angels that we haven't covered in our fully fully informative and well researched podcast, please do let us know. We're all on social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. Uh, you can email us at hello at antiquedust.co.uk but uh, in the meantime bye bye from Jonathan and this is Rob saying see you next time bye 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 you have been listening to an antique dust pop up podcast